Welcome to the podcast, Estate Planning with Paul Rabelais, where we'll discuss the latest and simplest legal strategies and tactics available for you to protect your estate for yourself and your family, all in easy to understand terms. It's all about protecting your estate now, so you and your loved ones can reap the benefits later. And now your host, estate planning attorney, Paul Rabelais. Hey there, welcome to my podcast, Paul Rabelais here. I've been meaning to do a podcast on this topic for a couple of months now. I just never got around to it. Um, it, It's not going to make sense to some people or some people aren't going to want it to make sense. But I'd love to hear your comments on it and... um, and, you know, uh, start a conversation about um, required distributions and other distributions from IRAs and what's, what's the best strategy regarding that as it pertains to people getting older and trying to preserve what they have, uh, pay as little tax, pass as much along to their family, avoid the long-term care expense issue with nursing homes. So I think the best way to describe this topic that I want to address is just to give you an example of two different people. I'm going to call them Distribution Dave and Deferral Earl. So there's a lot in common with Distribution Dave and Deferral Earl. Each of them has a traditional IRA and the value of their IRA is $420,000. Each of them is 70 years old. Each of both Distribution Dave and Deferral Earl has two kids, and their two kids are designated as the beneficiaries of uh, Dave and Earl's IRAs. And this is the part that never works out this way, but I gotta I gotta set the example, you know, at some point and then just move on with the concepts. But let's say, for example, that the income tax rate on uh, both Dave, Dave's income, Earl's income, and let's say the uh, income tax bracket that their Dave and Earl's kids are in, everybody's tax bracket is 25%. Now, it will never work out that way, but we got to draw the line somewhere to start talking about some concepts. Maybe that Dave and Earl's tax bracket is lower than their kids' tax bracket maybe higher. Um, And so, you know, anyway, let's just say for purposes of our discussion, everybody's tax bracket is 25%. And then I'm going to give you a couple examples. I'm going to give you a couple of examples where neither Dave nor Earl ever goes to the nursing home. And then I'm going to give you an example of both of them go to the nursing home at at an age, I'll, I'll tell you, let's say at age 80. And then again, they both die at age 88. Okay, so there's our there's our circumstances. Four hundred and twenty thousand dollar IRAs. They're seventy. They each have two kids. Tax brackets twenty five percent. Maybe they'll go to the nursing home. Maybe they won't. But they're both worried about it, and they're both going to die at age eighty eight. Okay, now let's go and talk first about deferral Earl. Deferral Earl is like everybody else. He's seventy, and he's just going to take his required minimum distributions. That's what his friends are doing. That's what his ex-co-workers are doing now that he's retired. That's what all of his friends, when he meets at McDonald's, you see that table of, you know, eight or 10 guys at McDonald's when you go in on the weekday about 8 a.m. 
all of them. They're all taking their required minimum distributions. Heck, it's probably what his financial advisor, if he has one, is suggesting. Just take the minimum distributions, pay the little as little tax as possible. And I'm going to fast forward here, but let's say, um, you know, this is the example where he doesn't go into a nursing home. Let's say he dies at age 88 and he has an $800,000 IRA because he took his required distributions, but the IRA continued to grow. And uh, let's just say roughly he died with an $800,000 IRA. Now, Distribution Dave is different. Distribution Dave says um, to himself, he's an oddball, or at least appears to be an oddball. What Distribution Dave does is he takes roughly equal distributions from his $420,000 IRA over, let's say, six years. So let's say his first distribution is when he's 70 and his sixth and final distribution is when he's 75. First one at age 70, second one at age 71, and so forth. And those distributions are roughly, you know, um, about $70,000 because he has a $420,000 IRA. And if you divide that by six, it comes to about $70,000. And look, again, I appreciate there's going to be uh, appreciation, depreciation. So um, I'm trying to keep it as simple as I can here. But Dave's got to pay taxes on all of those distributions that he takes over those um, six years. But then after he pays the taxes, then he invests the after-tax proceeds in the same investments that the IRA is or was invested in. Might be stocks, bonds, mutual funds, it doesn't matter. And those investments, those after-tax investments appreciate. And uh, so let's say when distribution Dave dies, he has $600,000, whereas Deferral Earl has $800,000. But the difference is with Distribution Dave, all of that $600,000, because it gets a step up in basis at death, because his after-tax dollars were invested and get that step up in basis when he dies, that $600,000 goes tax-free to his two children. So they each get $300,000 after taxes. Whereas Deferral Earl left $800,000 in his IRA to his kids, but under our assumption his kids are in a 25% bracket. So they'll get $600,000 after taxes. So if everybody's income tax bracket is the same, then the net amount to the kids is exactly the same whether you defer required distributions or defer distributions as long as possible or whether you take distributions, uh, you know, larger distributions than you have to under the required minimum distributions rule. The, the net to the children will be the same because those uh, larger distributions, taxes will be paid on them, but the after-tax proceeds will grow and ultimately be tax-free to your heirs due to the step-up in basis. So on that note, and again, it never works out this way where everybody's tax bracket is exactly the same, but if it is, then the net to the heirs is exactly the same whether you take your required distributions 
or whether you take larger than your required distributions and invest the difference. Okay, now the real kicker um, comes when, when they have to go to a nursing home. So again, this started at 70 with their $420,000 IRA and deferral Earl took his required minimum distributions only and distribution day from age 70 to 75 took out distributions over six years, about $70,000 a year. And now let's say they go into a nursing home when they're, when they're 80 years old. So uh, what happens now? Um, so let's, or let's say, let me look at my example here. Uh, yeah, they go in when they're 80. Deferral Earl, who took only his required minimum distributions, is sitting on a large IRA because he only took out the minimum. But when he goes into the nursing home at age 80, he still has this IRA in his name. And at least in our state, where I'm doing this from, Louisiana, uh, the Medicaid rules say specifically, quote, count funds in an IRA as a countable resource. A countable resource is what you've got to deplete before you ever qualify for Medicaid, which means, let's say when he's 80, his IRA is worth, you know, uh, five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars he's going to have to take out the take the money out of the IRA, pay the taxes and spend it all on the nursing home. So when he dies at age 88, he'll only have less than $2,000 in his IRA. That's the maximum amount that he would be allowed to have and qualify for Medicaid. He would have had to have spent everything else down to less than $2,000. So um, let's say when he dies, he leaves his kids a $2,000 IRA. Heck, they've got to pay income tax on their $1,000 a piece. They'll net $750 as their uh, inheritance from deferral Earl. Now, let's take a look at Distribution Dave. Distribution Dave did take out IRA distributions from age 70 to 75 over a six-year period. And he, he took them out, he paid the taxes, and he put those after-tax proceeds into a special kind of trust that was not considered a countable resource of his. And five years passed after the last distribution was made to him at age 75, taxes paid, put into his trust. And then he goes into the nursing home at age 80. And, and so because more than five years had passed since he had made any kind of uh, what's called uncompensated transfer under the Medicaid rules, Dave would qualify, uh, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, distribution Dave would qualify for Medicaid when he went into the nursing home at age 80, and none of those funds would have to be consumed prior to qualifying for Medicaid. So let's say when he's 88, those funds total $600,000 in value. It all gets a step up in basis because the trust was a grantor trust. And so each of his children get $300,000 after tax um, from distribution Dave's estate versus each, each of deferral Earl's children getting $750 after taxes quite a big difference. 
So the point I'm making here with this analysis is um, careful thought. Usually no thought goes into um, what should the distributions from the IRA be once the IRA owner turns 70 and a half. Just the common knowledge out there is just defer, 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 pay as little tax now as possible and defer and um, because nobody likes paying income tax. I get it. Um, if somebody can put off until tomorrow a tax dollar um, versus paying it today, that's what they're going to do. That That's just that's just common practice. So, uh, but what I hope to at least start a conversation with, I'm not trying to tell everybody to go take all their money out of their IRA today, but at least start a conversation where early on, and it's got to be early on in the process, can't wait until, you know, you have a Alzheimer's diagnosis or the arthritis flares up so bad uh, you can't even stay in your own home anymore. Um, early on in the conversation, uh, there needs to be a conversation, an overall conversation about what would the overall tax consequences be and what would the overall nursing home consequences be of leaving all of the money in the IRA and taking the required distribution and acknowledging that the beneficiaries will pay income tax on that entire amount whenever they get it. And I get it, they can postpone uh, distributions over their life expectancy by stretching out their distributions from their inherited IRA. Uh, but still, they're going to pay taxes on it at some point. Does, does that make the most sense? Or does taking more than the required distribution uh, that uh, out of the IRA, paying those taxes, investing those after-tax proceeds in a vehicle that would be both protected from future nursing home expenses and uh, heirs would benefit from a step-up in basis, so all of those funds would go uh, both estate tax, income tax, and capital gains tax-free to the to the beneficiaries or the heirs, whatever you want to call it. Now, um, again, just a couple of disclaimers. Um, obviously, people postpone paying taxes as long as possible. Um, uh, the tax brackets of Dave, Earl, and their kids are, are, are likely to vary. But quite frankly, in the more common scenario where the kids are in a higher income tax bracket than those retired parents, then the, IR, then the retired IRA owner parent taking distributions now results in even more net money to the kids later. Um, and then, of course, Distribution Dave needs to work with an estate lawyer to set up that vehicle to protect the assets from the nursing home, assure the step up in basis when he dies, and really maximize what goes to the family. So what I'm interested in is really your comments. Um, just I want to start a conversation. Um, have, have you tell me whether that makes some sense to you? And, um, and maybe we can at least get some people to, to, to have the conversation because um, right now they're not even having it. They're thinking, okay, I'm 70 and a half, let's take out the minimum. Not even considering future potential income tax, capital gains tax, not so much estate tax, nursing home consequences. Um, so hope that helps. Been meaning to do this one for a while. I'm going to make a video on it as well on YouTube so you can check that out. And um, 
subscribe, comment, whatever you need to do to or have a conversation with the people who you trust about this. Um, but quite frankly, if you have a conversation with anybody, they're just going to say defer, 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 because that's they're just it's, that's just locked into their brain. So I get it. That's okay. Y'all have a great day. Take care. I'm Paul Rabelais.